The opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. Investment advice offered through Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor. Welcome to the Financial Focus Radio Show. Today, you'll hear the truth in wealth building from the team at Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management. The truth in wealth building knowledge is brought to you every week on the Financial Focus Radio Network. If you'd like to take uh, one of us up on a free retirement review, one of us will give you an hour of our time to talk about anything in your financial life. We can do that in the office, do that on the phone or via Zoom whatever works for you. So if you have at least $500,000 of investable assets, call our office to get it scheduled. Uh, 800-743-0988 or go to our website, northwestquadrantwall.com <laughs> and send us an email. All right, this comes from Euros. No, 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 Federal Reserve, sorry. Federal Reserve Atlanta. No, this is just the Federal Reserve. Uh, revolving debt in the United States, i.e. credit card and other similar types of debt, consumer debt, uh, that do not have a fixed number of payments increased by $124 billion over the 12 months and ended 331 of this year to reach a little over a trillion dollars. Although a trillion dollars is short of the, the all-time record of $1.09 tr- trillion that we saw in December of 2019, the $124.5 billion annual increase is the largest year-over-year dollar increase in U.S. history. Revolving debt has been tracked uh, nationally since January of 1968. Where's my kiss, Tim? Uh, and so uh, the, the reason I'm bringing that up is because consumer spending, which is 70% of the U.S. economy, is still relatively robust. But unfortunately, people are going from the free money that they were sent, getting sent from the government and the savings that they had uh, from the covid lockdown to now people are saying i think i think the realization or maybe it's not a realization but i think there's this sense out there by people that i was behaving a certain way because i had the money um but we're going to go back to quote unquote normal and so i'll just put this on my credit card because once normal happens i can pay the the money back and so uh consumer credit now all of a sudden we've seen this giant spike really like in the last two months that it's crazy to us uh and what it means is that you know you know, this is the beginning of consumers not having the cash, uh, and that consumer credit will will stop increasing as much as it is, and that will be a problem for the U.S. economy. It's the first part of the credit cycle starting to deteriorate. The, yeah, because the charge-offs come in three, two or three quarters. What's interesting is the credit markets have still behaved really well, and usually when you like before a recession, the credit markets really start to misbehave. And the credit markets haven't misbehaved at all. But, you know, on Monday, when the Fed starts selling bonds, we'll see how the credit market reacts to that. Um, This isn't necessarily, I mean, this is a little bit about money, but I kind of like this. Um, This is a guy named Vala Afshar on Twitter. And he says, the first 25 years, you measure success with grades, meaning the first 25 years of your life, you measure success with grades, only to realize the real value is in learning to learn and critical thinking. So I should have, I wish I had known that. I could have told my parents when I wasn't getting good grades in high school, I could have said, you know, you're focusing on my grades, but I'm really learning to learn. But it's true. I remember, I actually remember I had a a professor. uh, He was my, uh, he was my advisor in college. And he said, I was like, I'm not learning. You know, I was like, Mr. Roney, I'm not learning anything in this this class necessarily that's going to be useful. And he's like, whoa, 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 Tyler, hold on a second. He goes, I'm not really teaching you anything that you are are going to use. I'm teaching you how to think critically and to to learn how to learn. And and so uh, he was right. He's like, if you want to learn something specific after you graduate from this college, you got to go to grad school and then you can learn something specific like my buddy Josh did. Uh, <laughs> and then he, this guy goes on to say, the second 25 years you measure success by how much money you made only to realize that how you spend time and with whom is most important. So don't forget that because uh, uh, the American way, it, it really is evident when you go to other countries. Um, 
you know, the American way is, is about, you know, we measure success by how much money you have uh, versus uh, wh- how you spend your time and who you spend your time I with. I saved that because it's, those are, I, I want to convey those lessons to my sons because they're so valid. And time is most certainly the most important commodity that there is. I can't wait till Grayson turns 16 and he wants an Audi. And I'm going to say, Josh, well, what, what, wait, you're buying him an Audi. What happened to this spending time with people you care about? <laughs> okay, let's talk about ESG and greenwashing. Um, so we talk about this a lot, but we really feel it's, like it's an important thing to bring up because so many people out there are getting had by this and we, ESG. So we, first, Josh, explain what ESG is. Uh, you know, what it means, ESG, and then what it is. And then we can talk about why it's really up until this still a, a huge farce and marketing tool. Well, you know, we, we highlighted this and we began the show talking about Gary Gensler, the current SEC chair, who was a professor at MIT. He's a brilliant guy, has his thumb on markets. He's, I think, one of the more competent SEC chairs in recent memory. But the ESG is another focus of his, and he is very, very laser focused on this idea of greenwashing, meaning that it's a marketing ploy by Wall Street functionally is what it's become. But ESG is just an acronym that's it's, it's all encompassing. It stands for environmental, social and governance factors. And if you watch any commercial on CNBC or Bloomberg in 2022, uh, chances are that a particular Wall Street firm, whether it's Morgan Stanley, wherever else is going to be highlighting their ESG credentials and their what it does is you look at these various factors of particular businesses and su- su- purportedly you're weighting your investment dollars towards your social concerns. And uh, <coughs> ESG, like, like I mentioned, it's all encompassing. So the E stands for environmental. So, you know, of course, you're going to be excluding fossil fuels and whatever else. Uh, social, you know, maybe you decide you don't want to allocate investment dollars to uh, publicly traded weapons firms or uh, defense contractors, wherever it may be, governance is a little bit more complicated because <laughs> supposedly. Well, it's like having a board that's diverse. Yeah, you yeah, know. yeah. But I mean, there's also like dual class share structures. <laughs> the governance thing had a little bit more credence to it from the beginning, <laughs> but has actually evolved to be more, the you least. know, like mandating diversity in, in shareholder boards and whatever else. But the idea is that so much can actually fall within that acronym that it itself doesn't really have a lot of meaning because there's no real uniformity or the methodology behind creating these quote ESG scores is very, very distinct from firm to firm. There's absolutely no standardization. And when you really look behind the curtains and see what is actually categorized as having a high ESG score, it's almost laughable. And it's one of those things that, you know, the substantive aspects of it, it, they're so devoid that someone that purportedly invests with these kinds of considerations is being intellectually dishonest at best and nefarious at worst. I mean, the, the point that Wall Street, Wall Street is focused so much on it specifically because they can charge you 20 or 30 times as much money for basically doing nothing. And of course, that's really great when you're dealing with an industry that's having fee compression because all the dollars flowing with those kind of considerations uh, you know, you get to charge a lot more money for them. And so Wall Street's definitely going to be the strongest advocate for ESG in the years to come. Well, and, no and, question there. And we should make it clear. Josh and I believe that it's fine and we are de- totally good with you investing your dollars based on your beliefs. I mean, that we're not against that. The problem is so many of you out there think that you're doing that when you're really not actually getting that. And so you're just paying a higher fee for something that you're not getting. And so, you know, if we showed you just a regular index fund compared to an e, e, an index fund that's supposedly ESG, an ESG fund, you would see they're really similar. The only difference is one of them charges you a heck of a lot more. One of them costs 60 basis points. The other one costs three. Yeah. So it's like, well, wait a second. And so, you know, not only are the asset managers doing it to, to be able to have higher modern products, but a lot of financial advisors, we have some here in Central Oregon that tout themselves as ESG advisors. You need to come to me because I'm a socially responsible advisor. And, and it's just really not a thing. It's not, you're not able to do it as well as they say they are able to do it. And so we're not against it. 
uh, but you're not really getting, you're just paying higher fees. And so that's why we have such an issue with it. And, and the, the reality of the situation is how you spend your dollars, your consumer dollars, how you behave on an everyday basis is much more impactful than you thinking, you know, you're investing in some ESG index that isn't really ESG. So Wall Street exists to take your money from your pocket and put it in theirs. And give themselves <laughs> giant bonuses. All right, when we come back, we're going to talk about income funds versus total return. There's so much focus on income right now, uh, and we want to talk to you about why that is uh, so risky. So stick around. Get your free one-hour retirement review. Meet with the Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review. 800 743 0988. Again, 800 743 0988. Fourteen years ago, a group of educators sat around my kitchen table talking about the learning experiences we wanted for our children. The result of that conversation was the creation of a new approach to education, one that serves over 900 students each year in grades 6 through 12 throughout Central Oregon. Hi, I'm John Bullock, Executive Director of Redmond Proficiency Academy, and I'm here to share why RPA might be a good fit for your family. At RPA, education as unique as you are is not just our motto, it's our mission. RPA has been revolutionizing education since our founding. Using our proficiency-based model, college-style scheduling, and our RPA Anywhere program, RPA provides the flexibility and freedom for our students to design and own their education. With the addition of free transportation from CET and the ability to play sports in their home district, students find RPA to be the best combination of education and lifestyle for a great experience. Limited openings are still available. To begin the journey to your new future, visit rpacademy.org. That's rpacademy.org. Education as unique as you are. Eleanor's diagnosis is acute myeloid leukemia. This is a St. Jude moment. Immediately when we got here, we you get a nurse that walks around with you like for the first three days you're here to kind of give you the lay of the land and where to go. They know you're already drowning from the news that you're getting and why you're here. So they don't want you to have to figure stuff out by yourself. I know like you're here and you're not supposed to be happy or you're not supposed to smile, but it's hard not to when there's this giant community of strangers all working towards one goal. It doesn't matter where they come from. It doesn't matter what they believe. They are all fighting to end childhood cancer, and I think that's something that should be celebrated. Finding Cures. Saving Children. Learn more at stjude.org. This is a special alert to all Americans who own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles with an auto warranty about to expire or with no warranty coverage at all. Due to a decline in the economy, CarShield is announcing a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that is now available to the public to save any driver out-of-pocket expenses on future auto repairs. Call now to find out how you can pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Yes, you heard that correctly. Pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. An open phone line has been established for all drivers to call for a free quick quote. Call 8 800-632-4055 now. Drivers who are covered will not have to pay for covered repairs again. This protection plan is at an all-time low. Additionally, drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Call us for your free quick quote today. 800-632-4055. That's 800-632-4055. What do you have to lose? Call 800-632-4055. Again, 800-632-4055. Financial Focus Radio Show is online all the time via iTunes, Spotify, and Spreaker. Catch past shows online or by downloading the Financial Focus app. Welcome back to Financial Focus Radio. Thanks for joining us. My name is Tyler Simonis, that guy over there. He's Josh Finelli, about to be a dad for the second time. 
Josh's life is about to <laughs> get real fun with lots of sleep. I just like that he keeps having kids. I want him to buy fancier cars and fancier houses so he really gets on that treadmill. Oh, come on. It's awesome for me. Uh, this comes from the Social Security Trustees report of uh, this year. And I bring it up not to, to show you the just giant numbers, more to, to show you that there are lots of little things to be that could be done to these giant entitlements in this country to make them more solvent. Uh, but, you know, it's the third reel of politics. Uh, so anyways, the estimated social security shortfall today at present value number between future taxes anticipated being collect collected and the future benefits expected to be paid out over the next five, 75 years is $20.5 trillion. The entire $20.5 trillion deficit could be eliminated by an immediate 3.24 percentage point increase in the combined Social Security payroll tax from 12.4 to 15.6, or an immediate 20.3% reduction in benefits that are paid out to the current and future beneficiaries. So obviously we're not going to do a reduction. That politically is not <laughs> happening ever. Um, but and, and, and we're not going to increase uh, the tax, the the uh, tax by 3.24%. But what we could do is get rid of this idea that somebody's going to collect Social Security at 62. That's ridiculous. We could get rid of, remove the cap. I mean, and this would hurt me uh, badly, but we could get rid of the cap. You know, you only pay Social Security taxes on about $130,000, $138,000 of your income. So somebody that makes 10 million bucks only pays Social Security taxes on the first 138000 If they had to pay it, on let's say the first million or two, that would go a long way uh, in helping with Social Security. So, so what the, my point is, whether it's Medicare or Social Security or Medicaid, there could be a lot of little tweaks done over time that would have a big impact out into the future. But instead, nothing gets done, and the problem just keeps keeps uh, getting worse. Well, uh, like Winston Churchill said, Americans do the right thing; they just have to try everything else first. Mm, I think that used to be true. I think that I don't feel like that's necessarily true anymore. No, nah, we'll get it fixed. I mean, that's or Again, that'll be like some capital gains surcharge. You know, I mean, there's plenty of levers. I know that home. you on December 25th look up their chimney and say, "Where is that guy?" <laughs> and then on and it's, you're like, "Why isn't that guy coming?" Um, this comes from Larry Summers. Josh and I both like Larry Summers. Uh, he used to be the Treasury Secretary for Clinton, right? Yeah, well, he, not only was he Treasury Secretary for Clinton, but he was the uh, president of Harvard. Well, I don't care about that part. I care about the Treasury Secretary. But um, Larry Summers' characteristic that we love the most is that now that he's too old or, you know, he's been put out, hung out to dry. <laughs> That's uh, the, both of those things are true. All he does is speak truth. And, yeah. uh, you know, he's a brilliant guy, obviously. He's aligned politically left, but he's sort of this... I guess you'd call them extinct because he's like a realist on the left. Yeah, he's dropping landmines on both sides, but he, he, he is a, he's a registered Democrat, but he's now just going after everybody. And he was telling them for a year and a half, you know, basically he was the one voice of reason left in the room and no one listened to him. And they hung him out to dry, and everything that he said is, has been proven right. But he, wrote, he said in a tweet, he said, Good description of the evolution of policymakers' thoughts on inflation over the last 16 months. I still can't understand why fiscal stimulus way greater than GDP gap, negative real rates, and savings overhang didn't lead to a general expectation of inflation. For me, it just comes down to the United States increased the money supply by 40% in 12 months. How is that not going to be inflationary? And so either... We have the dumbest central bankers and run the person Janet Yellen running the Treasury in the history of mankind, or they're just lying to us. And I think it's probably some combination of of the two uh, in there. Okay, let's talk about uh, income and income funds specifically uh, versus how, how we manage money from a total return perspective. So, Josh, why don't you talk about the problem that we have? Uh, with this mentality of income, especially for retirees and these income funds and what they've done uh, in order to try to juice returns and or juice yield. There's a couple different manifestations of this that we've noticed in prospective client meetings lately. And uh, one of them is actually individuals that have their entire portfolio invested uh, with this idea that they're going to live off of the income generated from the portfolio. And they actually, once they get to the distribution phase, required distributions within an IRA, they set all of their positions to pay to cash and they take those distributions as their either their RMD, their required distribution, 
or you know whatever set level of income that they actually need from the portfolio but the idea is that they actually stop investing stop reinvesting dividends paid especially on the equity side uh the other manifestation of it we see is actually people that own quote income funds a lot of those are characterized with the name of either multi-asset or they'll say income somewhere in the fund whether it's like pimco income franklin income whatever it is but uh, people own these types of funds and uh, to address the former, which is stopping reinvestment and living off of those uh, those dividend payments and that you know dramatically undermines your returns over time. You look back per s p capital iq sixty percent of stock performance over the last fifty years has come from the reinvestment of dividends. We are total return investors, huge advocates for total return uh, in a world that's been characterized by 15 years of low interest rates. Uh, companies, the, the highest quality companies actually out there pay very immaterial dividends these days. It's proven that comp managers are able to actually buy back stock is a more effective capital return for you as a shareholder than it is to pay it out to you in a dividend because of the tax liability associated with the dividend. And so, you know, financial managers have figured out that buying back their own stock and engineering the share price higher by reducing the share count on the same level of earnings is a more attractive alternative to you as an actual shareholder. Addressing the latter and the income funds, Many of those funds, because rates have been at zero for so long, have just loaded up with low quality stuff. And when you're in the distribution phase, you know, not only are those funds getting absolutely shacked this year because of, uh, you know, the general risk off environment, but you're not able to compartmentalize and sell the part of your portfolio that you want to when you're forced to take a one-time larger distribution. So you're indiscriminately selling both the equity and fixed that's encapsulated within that single fund. So there are the, the way that, you know, so what they have had to do, these funds have had to go and take, like Josh said, a bunch more risk in order to generate a four or 5% income, uh, you know, to generate that much income. And so, you know, what, what is happening in order for companies, especially on the equity side, to attract investment dollars if they're a low-quality business is to say, okay, we'll just pay a higher dividend. That will attract investment dollars. So we get clients all the time that are or prospective clients that call all the time and say, look at this company. Look at the dividend it pays. And it's like, well, the, the ability to pay that dividend in a recession is going to go away. So then you're just left with a crappy company with no dividend and the potential for it to go bankrupt. I mean, AT&T is like the one that we always see. And you literally have a total return of zero over 20 years holding that But people that always equity. talk about the dividend. And you're talking about the, the dividend. You Sure, you collected 5% coupons. You, the most you made no money on a total return basis over a 20-year time horizon. And they're the most indebted company in the history of mankind. So... You know, that, that's why it's really dangerous in the current environment to focus on an income portfolio. It's much better to focus on a total return portfolio, which, which is where you get your returns generated. Uh, you'll be able to collect more income over time by focusing on that. All right. If you want to take us up on a free retirement review, one of us will give you an hour of our time to talk about anything in your financial life. So if you have at least $500,000 of investable assets, call our office to get it scheduled. The number is 800 743 0988 or go to our website uh, northwestquadrantwallet.com and send us an email. When we come back, we're going to talk about all of you that are behind saving for retirement, playing catch-up, how you go about doing it. So stick around. Sign up for our e-news today. Get the latest thoughts on the market every other week from Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management, delivered right to your inbox. The short five to six minute video helps you keep up with the market trends. You can always watch past videos on northwestquadrantwealth.com.
Say, what's the best part of summer for you? Oh, sunny mornings with a steaming cup. Balloons over the cascades. Too many to list in this radio ad. You? Well, all of those things, of course. But how about sizzling summer savings at Wilson's of Redmond and Wilson's Matchers Gallery Band? Ooh, red-hot savings store-wide. Yeah, that's summertime. Save on Instant Comfort, the number bed that changes with you. New models of Heirloom. Clufton Marshall handmade luxury mattresses. Plus Englander, Sutherland, and the new Serta Arctic. Best prices of the year on the mattress sets you crave. Wilson's summer sale is hot, hot, hot. Special financing and always free delivery. See store for details. Wilson's summer sale is red hot and rolling right now. Hurry in for big savings. At Wilson's of Redmond, Wilson's Mattress Gallery Bend, we've got the furniture and mattress for you. Since 1962. You know, when buying a home, I really like my handheld a bit, so to speak. It's a big decision, and you only get one chance to get it right. See home loan experts at Summit Funding. They specialize in residential lending. They don't push auto loans or checking accounts on you. Summit Funding just helps people like me buy homes. Their team was there for me every step of the way, explaining all the options and communicating throughout the process. So I was never guessing. Thanks to Summit, what I thought was a dream became a reality. Summit Funding is more than a mortgage company. They're defined by their mission to be their best. It's what drives their team every day. So if you're looking to buy a home, start with Summit Funding. The home loan experts, Southwest MK Drive, Bend, or go to summitfunding.net. And follow Summit Funding on Facebook. Call 541-390-0264. And achieve new heights with Summit Funding. License number MB6760957, Equal Housing Opportunity. In today's expensive real estate market, it's easy to wind up paying too much for a place to live. That's why Alpine Meadows Townhomes is a smart move. They have washer-dryers in the two- and three-bedroom units, designer kitchens that please, one-, two-, or three-bedrooms, and approved pets allowed. They're more affordable than all those brand-new townhomes. Google Alpine Meadows Townhomes on Northeast 6th and Bend. Professionally managed by Norris and Stevens. There's an easier place to find affordable housing in Bend. Discover Mountain Glen Apartments and make them your comfortable home. Mountain Glen Apartments are conveniently located with washers, dryers in their two- and three-bedroom units and designer kitchens. You can pay more, but you cannot get more value than at Mountain Glen Apartments on the corner of Butler Market and Boyd Acres Road. To learn more, Google Mountain Glen Apartments. Professionally managed by Norris and Stevens. Big news. Greta Van Susteren is back. She's the host of Newsmax's new show, The Record with Greta Van Susteren. Starting June 14th, Greta reports on the really big stories you need to know. She's smart, tough, and always fair. Get the latest info about her new show. Text the word Greta to 39747. Millions are making the switch to Newsmax. Find it on all major cable systems and streaming platforms. Don't miss this. Text Greta to 39747 now. Texting enrolls for automated text messages. Message and data rates may apply. Here's a message just for the attorneys out there. So you passed the bar, joined a firm, or even built your own. Now are you finding out that you're doing more administration than actual law practice? Lexicon can help. Lexicon is a legal technology provider with over a decade of experience streamlining administrative tasks like timekeeping, billing, and more. So you can focus on maximizing billable hours and increasing client satisfaction. Call 855-4-LEXICON or visit lexiconservices.com slash go to learn more. The mission is clear. Give transparent wealth building advice every week. No sugarcoating, just down to earth real market happenings that you can use today. Make sure you follow us on YouTube and get our twice monthly e newsletter. Oh, sorry. Welcome back to Financial. F- I got to pay attention. Doing a radio show here, man. Come on. We're making radio. Uh, if you want to be part of the show, have a question, comment, whatever, call us, 877-670-7117. Or you can go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com, and send us an email. We're not just making radio. We're making magic. Uh, this comes from By the Numbers Research. Uh, the average market capitalization 
of the companies in the S&P 500 as of 1231 of last year was 84 billion. So that was, if you took all this, the companies in the S&P and you looked at the average market capitalization, 84 billion. Guess what it is uh, at the end of May? Well, just take 20% off it, right? Mm, not exactly, close. 73 billion. Oh, better than I thought. Yeah, I mean, one, there's five companies that skew that number quite dramatically, obviously, because there's some really relatively small companies at the bottom in terms of market cap. But uh, it's it's just interesting how that works. But you, it works exactly how you think of it, I guess. I mean, the where are we at on Apple market cap now? Uh, 2.2 trillion. Still massive. Yeah. Whew. Um, so one of the things too, you know, we have all these crypto people out there, uh, and I would just tell you, uh, crypto, crypto is interesting. Crypto is kind of like some of these, uh, stocks that people, at least cult stocks like Tesla and that people, it's like this religion out there. And I'll probably, we'll probably get some nasty emails and phone calls. Uh, but you know, we'll see how this deal plays out. But one of the one of the problems that crypto has is its ultimate success will lead to its ultimate failure. So if you looked at a lot of developing countries, uh, crypto has been used for a lot of illicit things. They, it's been used to avoid paying taxes, uh, launder money, avoid uh, financial regulation. And so, you know, the United States isn't real keen on those kind of things. I don't have your talking points there, but are you, did, are you referencing the Krugman article? No. It's a, Paul, did you hear about that? No. Paul Krugman, you should, I'll send it to you, but he, you know, Krugman, New York Times columnist, which... Uh, probably hated by a lot of our listeners, quite frankly, but he came out uh, and just eviscerated uh, crypto generally in a, in a column last week. I'll forward it to you. But well, what, on. one of the problems, you know, uh, is the United States government wants to collect taxes. They want to know who has their money. Mm -hmm. And with crypto, that's not necessarily easy to do. And so the more... Uh, I guess financial crimes and just crimes in general or cryptos used to commit other, you know, that's the, it's the currency that's used to commit other big crimes. The other thing is like, it's never talked about, but hundreds of millions of dollars of crypto are stolen well, every single week. He, if a bank, if a bank, if a hundred million dollars was stolen from JP Morgan or Wells Fargo in any given week, it would be big news, <laughs> but because it's crypto, it's never news. He highlighted it and in, in that it's the single largest source of fraud in the United States now. And globally, probably yeah. it's close. So the, the, my point in being, if, if ultimately, if you're a crypto person and all, the ultimate use, like the ultimate reason for crypto is as a currency, as a medium of exchange, we're not even close for that to being true. In fact, the, you know, it used to be used more as a medium of exchange than it is now. And so then you say to yourself, well, what is it then? And it's just nothing. It's, well, it, I, I mean, we know like the use, you know, the purported narratives driving its uh, you know, why it should be useful or keep evolving and keep being disproven. And then the narrative shifts to being something else. And, you know, of course, like we're actively rooting for you to get your face ripped off and as a crypto holder. Yeah. And it's coming. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Just wait, we're going to, we're going to revisit this one in the, in the months to come. Let me give out Josh's email address real quick. No. Uh, so here's, here's something that happens. And so that's, the, let's shut the door on that. I mean, that's one of those, you know, we'll have to agree to disagree and we'll see who ends up being right. You might be right. I mean, Josh and I, you know, I mean, I, I was wrong. Well, I think, I think I was wrong in like 1987 once. If, but. The, if the Fed capitulates, you're going to be right. But if they don't, which it's increasingly looking like they're not going to be able to. Uh, we'll Even if right. they capitulate, it's a short-term phenomenon. Okay, uh, one of the things that's common is people that are, let's say, in their 50s that um, are – way behind when it comes to saving for retirement. And so, uh, you know, we see them, we hear about them, uh, we know, you know, and, and so they say to yourself, well, I need to play catch up. Um, and so I, I, what I thought I would do is, is talk about some ways to go about doing it in a responsible way, because the way that most people go about doing it is just unsustainable and or irresponsible and it's just not going to work so obviously the first and most important thing and this is this i shouldn't have, it goes without saying i guess but you just need to save like crazy and so if you're over 50 you have all of these catch-up provisions and retirement plans um so you should be maxing out or putting as much as you can 
in a 401k and then take advantage of that catch-up contribution provision if you're over 50. And so, you know, the contribution limit for in a 401k plan for somebody over 50 years old is pretty darn high and you should be uh, putting all of that in there as much as possible. The next one, and this is harder, especially for Americans, is to slash your expenses uh, and get all your debts paid off or work towards that. Um, one of the things that a lot of people do when they retire uh, as a way to uh, to reduce their expenses is they downsize their house. And so with housing prices the way that they are, uh, one of the things that you could do is you know sell your big house, especially if your kids aren't living there anymore, and downsize and, re- downsize and reduce uh, your payment. The, the way the housing market is now, a lot of people uh, could sell their oversized house and buy a smaller one, uh, and may- maybe they, their mortgage payment goes away, and they can use that extra money that they were putting towards their mortgage towards their retirement savings. So slash your, slashing your expenses and now, and a big one can be on the, on your housing uh, because, you know, a lot of people, a big chunk of their monthly nut goes to housing. Um, the next one is delaying your retirement. So, of course, we would love to be Jeff Bezos and uh, retire at 60 to our 400-foot yacht in the Mediterranean. Josh is actively working on that, but I uh, once in a while I have to remind him that probably not. His 40, 400-foot yacht might be a 40-foot dinghy. I'm uh, not even 40 feet, maybe four feet, but w- w- we'll get to that bridge when we get there. Right. Uh, so delay your retirement. Um, if you can, if you can delay your retirement from 65 to 67, that gives you two more years of earnings and saving, but it also hopefully gives your portfolio two more years where you're not taking from it, you're adding to it. So think about it in those terms. It can, it's, it's huge in terms of not only not taking from your portfolio, but you are adding to it. So if you could, every year you delay retirement, the math gets better because of course you're getting uh, a year closer to dying. Um, so if you can annuitize more of your savings, and what I mean by that is Social Security is the best annuity out there unless you have Tier 1 PERS in the state of Oregon or Alaska or South Dakota. So the best annuity available out there is Social Security. And every year you wait uh, to take Social Security, your Social Security payment goes up by 8%, your income that you're going to get. The other part of that is is your cost of living adjustment that the Social Security Administration adds. So last year we had a 5.61 and this year probably be even more. That gets added to your 8%. So every year you wait to take the annuity from Social Security, it goes up by 8%. Uh, so, and obviously that, that 8% growth stops at 87. Uh, I read on Friday actually that from Barron's, the projected uh, annual increase, the COLA in Social Security for 2022, uh, right now is projected to be 8.6%. Which would be by far, I mean, which would be the biggest by far, uh, which would be meaningful for other people. So think about the 8.9% plus the 8% that you're getting uh, just from the year, every year you wait. Uh, work part time in retirement. Suppose you make ten thousand bucks a year working part time. It's like having an investment portfolio that's two hundred and fifty thousand dollars larger. Assuming you're taking a four percent withdrawal rate. So if you can work part time, and that's what we tell a lot of people, maybe you want to do want to retire before sixty five. Work part time so it reduces what you're taking. Uh, from your retirement portfolio. And then lastly, and this is the most important thing, you, you cannot compensate from your, for your modest savings by gunning for outsized investment returns. That, uh, it, don't, do em- not amp up the risk in your portfolio because you're behind. Important to emphasize that. That is the almost universally the first thing that people try to do. And it's really important to do the opposite. Right. All right, if you want to uh, take Josh or I up in a free retirement review, we'll, one of us will give you an hour of our time uh, to talk about anything in your financial life, your investment portfolio, your financial plan, your estate plan, whatever you want to talk about is fair game. We can do that over the phone via Zoom or here in our office. Uh, so if you have at least $500,000 of investable assets, call our office to get it scheduled. The number is 800-743-0988, or you can go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com, and send us an email. When we come back, we're going to tackle some of your email questions, so stick around. Get your free one-hour retirement review. Meet with the Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review, 800-743-0988. Again, 800-743-0988. 
It's DIY season, and at Hooker Creek, that means let's get it done. Whether you're painting it, trenching it, sanding it, or hauling it, Hooker Creek has thousands of rental tools to make your job easier and get it done like a pro. Forget buying tools from the big box. Rent them from Hooker Creek and save time and money. We're your trusted neighbor who has, well, almost everything. We even deliver. Hooker Creek Sales and Rentals in Bend and Redmond. Call us or go online and let's get it done. Have you ever noticed that when you compliment someone on their jewelry, that there's always a story that goes with it? And I took the ring and I put it in this little flower. Or how some people get that far away, misty-eyed look. They're a million miles away, reliving a very special moment in time. At Satterley Jewelry Repair and Design Center, we see this happen every day. Our unique and creative-minded jewelers make our jewelry right here in Central Oregon. Beautiful, wearable memory symbols. Oh, that's nice. Rings, pendants, and earrings that are made with precious metals and gems from around the world and here at home, too. Symbols that say to you, I love you. Happy anniversary. Mom, you're awesome. Or, Dad, you're an amazing man. At Satterley Jewelry Repair and Design Center, we don't just make jewelry, we make memories last a lifetime. Come see us in Redmond on 5th and Fur or at SatterleyJewelers.com. Finding a comfortable place to live in Bend, like Stonebriar Apartments, shouldn't take extraordinary courage and feats of strength. You do not have to be able to move mountains or bend spoons with your mind. Stonebriar is often referred to as the best of resort living. So if you like to ski, hike, bike, or do water sports, it's an ideal place to stash your gear in between high desert adventures. Of course, you'll enjoy the great amenities when you're not out adventuring. There are cook's kitchens, spacious baths, full-size washer-dryers, fitness centers, heated pools, and two clubhouses. You're sure to enjoy the computer labs with free internet, covered parking, and that Stonebriar is pet-friendly. So, before you try to roll a giant boulder up a mountain, explore Stonebriar Apartments for your next home. Stonebriar, now accepting applications for one, two, and three-bedroom apartments situated on beautifully landscaped grounds on Highway 20 near 27th in Bend. Google Stonebriar Apartments for details. way to listen to KBND at home is with the new Amazon skill. Just add the KBND skill to your Echo smart speaker and say, play KBAN. That's it. Clean, static-free sound, no matter where you are. Use the new KBND Amazon skill with your Echo or Alexa or Ziggy. It's easy. Play KBAN. Struggling with CPAP? Now there's Inspire, the only FDA-approved obstructive sleep apnea treatment that works inside the body to treat the root cause of sleep apnea with just the click of a button. No mask, no hose, just sleep. Visit InspireSleep.com to learn more. I'm Ben Affleck, and I want to thank you for joining me and supporting Paralyzed Veterans of America. I just don't think my family would be as happy as they are without the support that I received from Paralyzed Veterans of America. Go to PVA.org to learn more. Get your free retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review. 800-743-0988. Again, 800-743-0988. If you want to sign up for our e-newsletter, Josh and I do a short five or six minute video Excuse me, where we talk about everything, all things capital markets, especially as it relates to our clients' money. We're going to do one next Wednesday. Uh, so if you want to get added to our e-newsletter list, go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. A little box will pop up. Just say, add me to your new e-news list, and we will get you on that. And that's the only thing we send you, and you'll see, well, you'll at least see why I have a face for radio. Apparently, Josh looks like the most, or the Sorry, the 1980s version of Top Gun, Tom Cruise, with the volleyball included. Yeah, can we get Kenny Loggins on the next outro, Tim? On the, the homoerotic version of Top Cruise. Tom Cruise. <laughs> they, were, they were playing Kenny Loggins at the Sisters Rodeo this week. Of course they were. Kenny Loggins is the man. That's like 
every rodeo has to play Kenny Loggins, right? That's a thing. <laughs> now they play, uh, what's the new country music guy? He's really good. Uh, anyways, I'm digressing and I better get on track. Um, this is interesting, and, and, and I'm only bringing it up because uh, what's going on with tech stocks is very, very similar to what went on uh, after the tech telecom media bubble burst in the late 90s, early 2000s. Uh, so the dot-com bubble, if you remember, uh, it rolled over finally in March of 2000. Uh, the dot-com bubble took over 30 months to unwind. The NASDAQ saw a drawdown of 78% over that period. Uh, and tech valuations didn't bottom until March of 2009. It took a full nine years for valuation metrics to set a floor. So it's important. It doesn't mean that other stocks didn't do fine over that period or diversified portfolio didn't do fine over that period. It just meant if you overpaid for something, you got whacked uh, and it took a long time for you to recover. And so I, I bring that up because whether it's stocks or houses or any risk asset, if you overpay for something, your chances of making money out in the future are really slim. I mean, if your time horizon is long enough, that's fine. But uh, in the short term, and, and it can be nine years in this case, uh, it can be very hard for you to make money. So there's a ton of people out there that got into the market late. They were buying these stocks. Uh, and, and some of these stocks are down 70 or 80%. That doesn't mean they're cheap. Uh, you know, we saw, um, we saw DocuSign. Uh, on Friday, it was down 20%. It's still trading at it. It's down 70% from its all-time yeah. high. It was down 20% on Friday, but it's still trading at a ridiculously expensive two, multiple. 250 times enterprise value. And so there's people still saying like, oh, that's a great deal. But it, and it, we, it's just we not. We say that. We probably DocuSign, I mean, five plus times a day on average each. And, you know, it's unquestionably something that is going to be utilized even more in the future. But if you're taking paying 250 times EBITDA for a business like that makes absolutely no sense. Well, the example, the best example, because everybody knows Microsoft is uh, Microsoft hit a peak in 2000 and it took 14 years for it to get back. And to Microsoft that peak. was growing earnings prolifically through 15 percent a year. They grew, they grew earnings for, for, for 14 years at 15 percent compounded over that period. So they were operating in a, just unbelievably great. I mean, it was a great business growing earnings by 15 percent a year compounded. But the stock didn't go anywhere for 14 years. And the reason was, wasn't because it, it wasn't a great company. It was because in 2000, it was so ridiculously overpriced. And that's what you're going to see this time is whether or not we have a recession. You know, we are probably in the camp thinking that we're going to have one. But even if we don't and interest rates normalize, you're going to see a similar dynamic to 2001 where multiples continued to compress for nine years after that sell off. And that earnings were still growing in a lot of those businesses, yet the amount of the multiple that people were willing to pay for the same dollar of earnings declined. And, you know, it took a lot of time to break even on those names. All right. We got an email from a Jeff P. in Bend. Jeff says, I can afford to max out my 401k, but I haven't, be be I haven't been because I, love I don't love the investment options in my plan. Instead, I invest the excess in my self-directed IRA. Am I doing the right thing? Uh, so he, he, he's not maxing out his 401k because he doesn't like the options in there. So what he does is maxes out his IRA. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, we, we tend to believe that that's probably the best strategy. Of course, you know, always take the match and take the free money. And, uh, beyond that, if there's better options available outside your 401k plan, uh, which is increasingly actually not the case. I mean, 401k plans generally are improving, uh, on average, but, um, if you know you have a, of course, that wide menu of options available outside of it, use those. Thanks to the Department of Labor, it's not because people want to improve the plans. It's just but there's so many lawsuits that there's been a forcing of a, improving the plan. So what Josh said, uh, the part that he skimmed over quickly, I just want to m make sure that you understand everybody. If your plan offers a match, which lots of them do, usually it's some version of three percent on you know on fifty percent on the first six percent, which is a three percent match. Uh, that's free money. You absolutely need to be contributing the amount to maximize the match. So if you need to contribute 6% to get the company's 3%, uh, then you need to be doing that because it's free money. 
Um, and if past that you don't re you really don't like the options, um, then yeah, you can either invest in a self-directed IRA or just in a taxable investment account. Um, that's another really good option. Just to invest that tax efficiently. The other thing I'd mention though, if you are a high income earner, um, and you don't, you don't qualify for a Roth IRA because your income's so high and they have a 401k option within your plan, it's probably best uh, for you to get, for, it's the way, let's say you make three or $400,000 a year, you obviously don't qualify for, to contribute to a Roth IRA on your own, but if you have a Roth 401k option, that's your way to be able to contribute Roth dollars, so you should probably be doing that. Um, and you, what you do is you just invest in the best option within the plan, and then you sort of build your diversification outside of the plan in a way that makes the most sense. Uh, we got an email from Jack T. and Ben. Jack says, I'm now at the stage of life where I need to take money from my IRA. If I give that money to charity, do I have to pay taxes on it? Uh, so what Jack's talking about is, Jack, uh, once you now, because of the CARES Act, once you are 72, the year you turn 72, you have to take something that's called a required minimum distribution. Uh, remember, when you made contributions to that plan, uh, went on a, in the plan on a pre-tax basis, so you didn't pay taxes on it. It grew all those years uh, on a tax-deferred basis. And so now the government, guess what? They want to tax that money. So they say the year you turn 72, you have to start taking RMDs. It's usually 3.67% of the account value in the previous year. Uh, and so that can be taxed. But if you do something called a qualified charitable distribution, the money goes directly from your IRA to a 501c3 charity. It has to be a 501c3 charity. You don't have to pay taxes on that amount. So it's called a qualified charitable distribution, QCD for short. You can ask your advisor, uh, it, you know, if you are so charitably inclined and you want to give to a charity, make sure it's an actual charity and make sure the money goes directly from your account to their account. You don't have to pay taxes on it. All right. That is our show this week. Thank you very much for listening. Remember, buy low, sell high. We'll see you next week. been listening to partners of Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management on the radio show, Financial Focus. Remember, you can email or call with your questions anytime during the week. Visit financialfocusradio.com for more information. See you next week on Financial Focus. Any opinions expressed herein are given in good faith and are subject to change without notice and are only correct at the stated date of issue. Past performance is not always indicative of future results. This material is not intended as an offer or solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security or other financial instrument. Securities, financial instruments, or strategies mentioned may not be suitable for all investors. Prices, values, or income from an investment mentioned in this report may fall against the interest of the investor and the investor may get back less than the amount invested. This material does not take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs and is not intended as a recommendation of particular securities, financial instruments, or strategies to you. Before acting on any recommendation on this material, you should consider whether it's suitable for your particular circumstance and, if necessary, seek professional advice.